Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, my back. <laughs> I'm just going to do the Friday song. It's Friday, yeah, thinking like sexy. You said you're back. <laughs> Let's go. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Hello everybody, it's episode 76, it's Catboy here, it's, oh, it's Catboy, it's Simon here. <laughs> I've just come back from radio, so it's Laura over there. Hello, hello. You alright? Yeah, you're going to have to get the um, massager out. Well, you're complaining about your back during the intro music there. I did that thing that you see women do at concerts and wrestling, probably an 80s thing, where they just whip the tops up and the boobs pop out. A flash. Yeah. Well, I did it to you in Paris in the lift. In the lift, tiny, tiny little, little lift. lift. It's the only time I think I've ever done it. With me or in life? In life. Really? Well, I told you, I don't like showing my boobies off, so it was a tiny little lift. Seems to be talking about them a lot these days, though. No camera. Uh, you got the flash. Yeah. Got stuck in that lift as well. <laughs> Not that time. Got stuck when I were on my own faffing about. Because <laughs> you know when you're in old lifts, like this, uh, look at us digressing straight away. You know them lifts where you have to put a thing across? The wired door, yeah. Like a zigzaggy concertina yeah. door. Then you have to put a nut, that's the outside door. Then you have to put the inside door. I don't think door. I've ever been in one of them. And you've got to close the clasp properly because that's what makes the lift operate. It won't operate until that's done. And uh, this lift was, you could get two people in it, couldn't you? It was like a... Yes. I'd say it's smaller than a broom cupboard. It's smaller than a phone box. It's one of those lifts some people would not get into. Yeah, yeah. It's scary lift. I'm surprised I did, but when in Paris. And uh, yeah, so we went in together. I took, this is why I don't like taking you out. We'd been to a bar. <laughs> We're getting a little lift, you whip your boobs out. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, podcast anecdote number one, where's the bell? <laughs> and then I went in on my own and now I'm faffing. What? Faffing? What would happen here? What would happen if I tried moving this door in between floors? I'll tell you what happened. You're stuck. 
Oh. You're phoning an emergency line from inside the thing, trying to speak French that you don't know, to a manual labourer who probably doesn't speak English. So that's that. Uh, how did we get onto that? Oh, because I flashed you at the beginning. Yeah. Um, this, Justin, this is breaking news as we said this. Meatloaf's just died. Yes, he has. Uh, 74 years old. The- Not much news about this yet. Died with his wife by his side, apparently. Yes. Um... I feel bad because like two days ago, you know, I do a dad joke at starting my radio show every day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that. Um, so I don't expect you to listen. I did a joke that Meatloaf, Meatloaf's married an accountant um, and it, they're really happy together. Uh, she's doing all his paperwork. Uh, she'll do it. She, I can't remember the joke now. She'll do anything for love, but she won't do that. Right. Yeah. That, like yeah. VAT. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. What if, what if celebrities who I did jokes about started dying? That'd be a mysterious thing, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. But we've had it out about meatloaf before. I don't know if you've done it on podcast. I feel bad though to saying it today. No, of course you can. You can allow an opinion. I, look, as a person, he's probably a lovely, lovely guy. I just um, don't dig his music. He um, I just told this to you. I'm going to repeat it. When I was a little kid, yeah. tiny little, younger than Betsy Pearl. My uncle Martin, who were only seven years older than me, we've talked about on the podcast. He had a music centre in his bedroom, and it's where I discovered David Bowie, yeah, Ziggy Stardust, mm-hmm. Let's Dance era, David Bowie, Serious Moonlight, and all of that. And it's where I discovered Meatloaf, and Meatloaf very accessible rock in it, like it's rock opera. So it's it's yeah. it's good stage show music actually because it's got. Mad. Oh, yeah, they've made it. They have actually yeah. made a musical out of it, haven't they? Bat Out of L and Dead Ringer for Love, two absolute bangers. So I knew the album Inside Out. I knew both of them albums Inside Out. Um, I just, I struggle with it. I, I Even even the big classics, I can only hear them like maybe once a year. I, I just, yeah. I, I um, he's like... For me, he's in the same folder for me as Barry Manilow. Um, That kind of music where it's not even a guilty pleasure because I love him. He sold over 100 million albums, so you can't call something like that a guilty pleasure. I don't think he is a guilty pleasure because I think some people, he's got huge, huge fans. He's good for, I'm not going to put him in the same folder as Queen, but it's that thing of when you want a lot of noise and just a big fun sing-along daft fist in the air sort of song, Meatloaf does a trick. Um, he was, you, we went to a caravan park. Yeah. Which I've said before was one of the worst weeks of a holiday in my life. It was actually one of the best holidays in my life, but that week of it, hated it. Didn't, didn't like being in the caravan. Um, I've gone snobby. <laughs> yeah, you are. Actually, no, you know what? I didn't mind the caravan. I loved being in the caravan. What I didn't like is I being surrounded by, by 7,000 scum of the earths. You know, with the Made in England tattoos. Yeah. And what I didn't like is how you're getting rinsed at every step by the entertainment in the place. And But the first night we went into the entertainment place, which was just like, it was like a working men's club on steroids. It was horrible. P- people being drinking blue drinks. Yeah, well, the, I had a big picture of... You were drinking a big blue pitcher. Kids are drinking blue drinks. Mums and dads, nanas and granddads are on blue drinks. And the entertainment, again... Almost like some sort of bad 90s fly-on-the-wall documentary. Yeah, well, that particular place didn't seem to get it right with the entertainment, but the first night... Apart from the first night. Yes. Because on the first night, we sit down there not knowing what to... Well, you might have known, because I've never done this before. I didn't know what to expect. 
they do a couple of games for kids, don't they? They do the songs. Betsy Pearl goes down and has a dance, like Aga doing all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then, ladies and gentlemen, smoke, curtains go back. Yeah. And he's not called meatloaf. He's come to call something like veggie meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sheetloaf. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And a fat bloke with long hair comes out with a backing tape on and does meatloaf. And you, of course... You loved it. It's like this James Blunt concert we're going to be going to. He does all the songs you know, because it's a tribute act. See, there was a lot of songs I didn't know. Betsy Pearl loved it. Yeah. And I think became, a, through osmosis, whatever, became a, a, be, a meatloaf fan that night. She did, she did. Yeah. So I've got these really strong meatloaf, without being a fan of like, oh, I'd go to his concerts and yeah. stuff like that. I've, do you know how many films you're in? Have a, just have a stab. How many films you thought Meatloaf in? Five. 70. Wow. Set, and he was in Fight Club, which is one of the best films ever. And he was in Fight Club where they said he had bitch tits, which was, <laughs> I'd never heard that saying before. And, I, I, you know, it's there now. And there you go. So, uh, I mean, this is just like a little tribute at the opening of the podcast. You rest in peace. He yeah. was, he's a rock icon. He is, yes. Uh, regardless of what you thought. He's one of them guys who's been around since seventies, and uh, the news of this today, I'm gonna, Greg's going to get a few mentions, which he'll love because Greg loves getting mentioned on podcasts. Our friend Greg, the pilot, as soon as I told, he's texting me about something else, and as soon as he te- he's texting me, and I'm like, I'm not in, you know, the insensitivity of you sending these texts at a time like this, and he didn't know. Did he not? So See, he, I think I knew before you. I think you did, yeah. Uh, he replied and said, had I ever heard Meatloaf's JFK story? Meatloaf, when he was a teenager, yeah. was there. And he's on the news films. Well, as in in the street? He was, he'd gone because it was a big deal that JFK were coming to Dallas. Right. And his friend's dad worked at the airport and told him which gate he was going to be leaving from. So they went to the airport. Okay. Meatloaf's, the car stop, Meatloaf's mate shook JFK's hand. This is an hour before he got shot dead. Yeah. Right. And then they, uh, it, when it happened, Meatloaf's car, he's, he's a teenager, it's his first car. Meatloaf's car got, um, you know, when the police come and say, we're commandeering this car. Yeah. His car got commandeered by secret service. Oh, wow. When it all happened. But they, they kept them in the car. So the Secret Service raced to the hospital but kept him in the car. Secret Service offered him $100 for letting him use his car that day. And they went to the hospital where JFK were and they were on. that's where he got filmed because they were in uh, car park. Right. And the, uh, the doodars was there, what do you call it? The, um, the car that he was in, the convertible. Yeah. Meatloaf saw it with the blood and the flowers and everything. Oh, wow. Mad story. Yeah. Great anecdote. Yeah. You know, so uh, that's that. Greg's going to get another... Should I do the Greg bit now? Go on, yeah. Are you bored? No, no, but are we, are we done with meatloaf? Done with meatloaf. Okay. But here's what Greg was texting me about at the time. Yeah. And I want to say this, because we've had the conversation privately. He's texting me because he's bought a pizza oven, right? <laughs> but he's bought what I call the hipster tw- pizza oven. Is it the little one? The uni. Is that the little one that... It's the silver one that everyone's talking about, that okay. everyone's trying to blag and things like And don't get me wrong, I'm sure they're fantastic because I've seen a lot of people talking about them. We have got an industrial-sized pizza oven. Yes. Which yeah. does the trick. Yeah. But Greg has been talking to me. He's into it. He's made his own dough and that. Well, he's, he 
said that he made it in with a slab in the barbecue. A stone. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got that now. Now, this is no disrespect to him, and I'm sure they're brilliant, but it's, you know, when everybody's talking about something. Yeah. Like I've done this with TV shows. Everyone's talking about the West Wing. I'm not watching the West Wing. I'm, I'm so sick of everybody talking about Well, I'm about doing it. that with Wordle at the minute. You're I'm, not doing Wordle, are I you? I refuse to do Wordle. It annoys me and it annoys me. What? I, I don't care. You've got, not you, everybody. I, people are posting, oh, got three out of six today. So what? So what? I don't mind that. People seem to be getting uppity about that. But what I am is the joke Wordle tweeter. I've done a few. Yeah. And I did one today. Have it you? was only topical for today because I did Wordle this morning, did it in three, right? Which is a good score. I won't tweet about it. Good, good. But I will make a joke about it, but I won't spoil it for anybody else. So today I put uh, uh, the word, to, I can say the word because this podcast will be out after everyone's played it. Yeah. Uh, so I put four, five green squares as though I'd got it in one. Yeah. And wrote what you're at Wordle 216 slash one. Okay. And then underneath you can put a comment. And my comment was, I always I always guess a word that describes me as my first word. The word today was prick. <laughs> so was that, it? that was my joke. You've got to admit, that's a good wordle joke. Yeah. So um, <laughs> what do you think about the um, about the uh, the little peach ovens? I, I've not seen this trend. So I don't, I didn't know. I told you the other day that I've seen... Two people we know yeah. trying to blag them. Right, okay. But it's a thing. Is it the one that I think it is that stands like on a tabletop? Yeah, and it's silver. Silver and dome-shaped. I think we saw yonks ago in Lakeland. Okay. Remember, we saw the little one in Lakeland. So can you have them indoors? No. No. I, well, I would assume Do not. they smoke like... Or? I'm, I'm guessing so. But right. I don't know. I think like I think you said to me that the gas, I don't know how you use it. But anyway, um, and Greg will be listening to this. Don't start emailing me about it, Greg. I mean, I don't mean like that. You can send me pictures of your pizzas. I can't wait to see them. Or better still, invite us around for some pizzas. Yes! He's had enough free pizzas from us. Yes. Invite us around for some pizzas. Yeah. But I don't want the ins and outs of the machine. When we're there, you can give me the tour, like I gave you the tour of mine, yours. And... Uh, oh, yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, feel free to take over whenever you like. Show, if you show me mine, I'll show you yours. But it, that is a a subcategory that we could dive into one day of things you didn't get into because other people were into them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't buy one of these. Now, we've got a big one anyway, you know, and I'm happy we have. We've got loads of those. We've got, I could list some straight away. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll write it down. Jot it down then. Jot it down now. I'll fill for a second while you're doing that. Things that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're doing the, you're doing the write and talk. <laughs> I, like the, I like the write and talk. Do you, can you get ahead of yourself doing that or do you, do you just say each word as you write them? Things that no, I, you I go ahead. I get go ahead. into. Yeah. It's good though. That yeah. was good. Um, little bank fraud update for you. Yeah. No, I had bank fraud. Yeah. We had bank fraud. And um, I was starting to worry because it's a month ago now and the bank is being, Yeah. I reported it on the day. Yeah. At, at the second it happened. And it normally you get paid back in a week, two weeks, but the bank says, oh, it can take six months or something. Right. Not having that. I need the dough. And I contacted the bank. Yeah. I phoned the bank up. I went through the security. You know, you've got to go through all the Which takes hoops. ages. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and it's, she's called, she's got a name, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to name the bank. 
I'm your virtual voice assistant. Yeah. Say now what you would like to talk about. Fraud! Yeah. You would like to talk about fraud. I'm sorry fraud's happened to you. This is taken very seriously. I am going to put you through straight away to a customer advisor. So I'm thinking, right, put me through then. Yeah. When this call finishes, you will be asked to take part in a survey. Should you not want to take part in that? I'm just like, put me through. For yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm going, fraud, fraud, thinking I can hurry it along. <laughs> Doesn't happen, does it? Just put me through to fraud. Yeah. The lady answered straight away. And I said, oh, I had fraud. I explained the situation. I just wanted an update on where it's at. Well, I can't tell you. Why can't you tell me? I'll do all the security. Yeah, yeah we can't handle it on the phone. But what do I need to do? You need to email customer service at da 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 Right. Yeah. All right, thanks for your help then. Oh, sir, just by the way, at the end of this call, you will be uh, asked if you want to take a survey. And if you do take this out, thank you, thank bye, click. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Never do web surveys. No. So then I emailed them. Yeah. I'm trying to be, look, you've got to admit, lately I'm trying to do everything that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get all the ad- life admin, admin, yeah. Because it builds up, gets on your wick. I emailed the bank. All the right numbers that I've written down a month yeah. ago. Everything. Uh, I was just phoned, told I had to email you. Could you just give me an update on this, please? can take two days to get a reply, so it takes a while. Yeah. The reply comes in. Uh, with regards to your case, we see you have an ongoing claim. So far, so good. Yeah. However, we cannot reply with specific details in an email. You need to phone. Oh, my gosh. It's the circle of life. Uh, so annoying. Honestly, these these places, like, there are places you can't avoid, you know, like like banks, you know, that, that you have to phone, you have to get through to people. Why do they make it so Utilities, difficult? Yeah. Telephone. Yeah. And the thing is, but with banks, I'm sure it was the same when you were a kid. You're not that much younger than me. They used to be held in such high esteem. Remember the bank manager in your town? Yeah. The bank manager was the man. He was a he was on level with doctors, the priest. He was the man, the bank manager, you know. And going into the bank, it was almost like Oh, it's like like visiting Blenheim Palace these days, isn't it? You're walking, oh, I'm in the bank. I always like the smell of a bank. I like a pen on a chain. Yeah. Always loved a pen on a chain when I was a little kid. But you'd go in and they'd have the glass window where you got your money from. They'd have six or seven of them. But then they'd have them two desks where you could just swan up. The customer service desk, yeah. yeah. Hey, up. I've had fraud. Oh, have you had fraud? Let me have a look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have had fraud. Yeah. The, but the thing is, so many, like, Actual branches are shutting now as well. Like everything's online. Yeah. But I hate like any robot voice message thing that you have to go through. No. It's so annoying. So annoying. And you know what the trick these days is? They'll go. So the first time when I said I phoned and said fraud, oh, that's it. It was more than one phone call. I phoned and said fraud. She said, oh, you need to go back through the system and give all your details and then you'll get put back through to somebody else. And I did that, I gave him a thing, and then he said, what can I help you with today? And I said, fraud again. For fraud, email customer services. Oh. At the, and I, uh, um, is there anything else I can help you with? So then I'm like, uh, follow up. For follow up, email customer oh. services. And I'm like, this, you just want to speak to a human. Remember when you find out that there's like a special menu in a fast food place? Like before that you could get Snickers milkshakes at T. What's it called? TGI Fridays. Right. Before you could get them, they weren't on the menu. But if you went in, if you knew, 
because I knew a manager at one of them, and they said, oh, you know, you can get Snickers milkshakes. You ask our mutual friend, Paul Chandler. I used to take him all the time and go, watch this. Can I have two Snickers milkshakes, please? He, it was like I'd bought him a £3,000 bottle of wine. He loved it. And the bank, I bet there's people in, who work in the bank who go home and say to the partners and stuff, when you phone up, don't try and do the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the computer woman asks you, all you've got to say is piss flaps. I don't know what the word is. It's not going to be that, right? Not out here. No. <laughs> but didn't have me uh, ready then. <laughs> but, you know, there's a word and it makes you skip it all. Yeah. Oh, I would love to know that word. So did you phone back or not? Um, no. No. But but I got the email sent as an ongoing case, so I know they're still looking at it. That's all I need. Yeah. But I just, it, I'd like it to be sorted sooner rather than later. We've had, I think we talked about it on the last couple of podcasts. Things are getting heavy. We've had so much of this to do, haven't we? We have, You yeah. know, every time I think I've got it all sorted, <laughs> you come in and you go... <laughs> and it's, when you do it, and I, I said it's never your fault, go but on. when you do it, it's always a four-figure sum. So it's... Oh, you mean, because like... You said to me... Oh, by the way, we've oh, not paid this. Yeah. So... So something from Christmas, you fuck me and say, oh, it's, it still needs paying. That's a couple of grand. Something, hold on, something for well, you I, for I, Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's nothing better than the end of January when you're skint before birth, uh, birthday, <laughs> uh, payday. So have your wife take you and go, by the way, you know that Christmas present that I got you? Can you just pay for it? <laughs> That's a glush thing to hear. Well, it I, was this much. When it, when it got delivered, I got the... And can you can you play uh, three hundred and fifty dirhams worth of taxes, please? And I'm like, yeah. excuse me, understandable, big. I was like, uh, I don't, I, I don't have that cash. Um, anyway, but then you hit me up with one the other day, which is a an educational bill. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny because we were heading for a night out, and I know I nearly I thought, didn't tell you before we went out. You know, because I was taking you on a night out because you've been a bit down. You know, since Christmas and that. Not not terribly, but you've been a bit down. And one of your big complaints is life that I won't go out of the house. So I got offered some tickets for something. And I thought, I'm going to take you out and let you put your glad rags on. We're going to have a night out. It's going to be a laugh. The un- unplanned night. The unplanned night. Well, let's get on to that. Yeah. Um, The car journey the entire way there was one of the most negative car journeys of my life. And I kept thinking, like... I'm down now because you hit me up with a bill that's very close to five figures, not four figures, getting yeah. very close to five figures. Yeah, and, and it's increased since and, the oh, last term, apparently. I'm gripping the steering wheel of the car because I'm trying to work out how I'm going to pay the rent this year. So um, tell me there's no more surprises coming. No, we've got Leo. What do you mean we've got Leo? Well, his flight's... We need to talk about that. I don't want to talk about it now. <laughs> I, I don't think he should come back ever again. Shush, shush. I think, look, how nice would it be if we just visited him in 2025? Mm-hmm. For his graduation? No. The hat chucking nope. ceremony? Nope. He probably doesn't even want to come. Anyway, uh, I can't start thinking about that because I'm getting tense. That I do want him to come, obviously, but I'm getting tense thinking about the cost. I'd like him to put a few more shifts in at the cinema and pay for it himself. I need to get on to OnlyFans and... Foot, foot porn. Put my foot, feet on there. Not porn, just foot. Foot fetishists. You know, and at the minute I've got chipped 
Nail varnish. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, well, let's talk about the night out then. The unplanned night out. Mm-hmm. On the last podcast, we were talking about how we'd planned special time. Yeah. Every mum and dad will know what we're talking about, just in case you're in the car with the kids. We, they'll be asking them now. We planned special time. Yeah. You'd planned special time. Well, we just had a bit of sort of kid-free zone. Yeah. But you knew it would come in, so you... You were um, you were giving the airport, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching well, some free parent time I made, in I three days. I made an effort. I went and, you know, had a shave. and yeah. Whoop! <laughs> Please fasten your seatbelt. Laura's in heat. Um, no, 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 no. So, when the time came, we didn't enjoy it as much as we might have. Well, neither of us could actually be bothered by the time yeah. it came to it. And the thing is, at that point... Because it was early hours of the morning as well. At that point, I am too terrified to say to you, come on, you look knackered. Beautiful, but knackered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm knackered. Let's just call There'll be other times. You know, we live together, for God's sake. And I'm sure you're thinking in your head, I can't be bothered with this. Look at the state of him. I'm knackered. I probably look knackered. He looks like a sack of spuds. You know all of that? Yeah. But I think in your head, you're thinking... Can't I'm waste not, this opportunity. I'm missing an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what that's like? It's like when you're at a hotel buffet yeah. and you think, I'm full, <laughs> but I'm never going to, I'm leaving this hotel today and then it's back to our fridge. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we said planned is not as good, right? Yeah. yeah. So then the other day, I get an offer of some tickets yeah. to see Jack D, yeah. the very funny, grumpy comedian. Yeah. And... You don't know how many times I get offered things like this. Oh, I know I don't. I was amazed you <laughs> even said. People contact me at work and, uh, you know, like all friends of ours in the business and they'll say, hey, I've got tickets for <laughs> stereophonics. <laughs> Do you want to go? And I'm like, no. And if you breathe a word to my wife, I'll tear yeah, your eyes future, out. Yeah, in the future, message me. <laughs> message me. <laughs> but, but I thought to myself, being a very stressful January, not only could you use it, I want some time with you. yeah. So that drive there made me realise I shouldn't have done it. But then we got there and we had such a good night. Great night. Jake, La I think his name was Jake Lambert, the support. Young lad, brilliant. Yeah. Jack D, total box ticker. Yeah. Fantastic gig. We bumped into old friends. Very old. And um, <laughs> she loved that. And uh, we had a great night. And it was a great night because we didn't plan it. Yeah. And then later on, when we got back. Yes, we did. I'll just say, unplanned. Yeah. Don't, right. This doesn't work if you're <laughs> comedy negative about it. And you'll get less. <laughs> but you were buzzing by the time we got back. You were like, shall we order a pizza? Shall we? Yeah, we didn't do any of the stuff I wanted to do. It were you, weren't it? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Was it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you want to call me bluff on this tonight, let's just say... You can do that or you can have a pizza. Oh, I know which way you'll go every yeah. time, so don't worry about that. And I'll stuff your crust. <laughs> yeah, you will. Um, but I don't, I think we were in agreement before, but unplanned's better, isn't it? Yeah. The well, spontaneity the, of it. Well, because if you're waiting for a night out, like if you know it's coming, you're going to all week. No, that as well. But, yeah. but if you're planning a night out, you're like, oh, got that this week. Oh, I can't be bothered. I'm too tired. But did it on the day. Out, bang. Same thing with the... That. That was it, out bang. Exactly. In that order. Yeah, moving uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
that was that. Yeah. Unplanned is better. Yeah. Are we right? Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Do you remember in the last one we talked about my OCD, the blinking? How did we get on the subject of that? Uh, I was talking about how I blink in between the white lines on the road. I can't remember. But you remember we talked about yeah. the the little ticks we have. Yeah. Well, I was on the I was on the loo this morning doing my newspaper reading. Right. Virtual, obviously, on the phone, and I read about a new thing that I think I have got. <laughs> Go on. It was an article by a woman who said she finds little lumps on her body and scratches them off. Yeah. But she's obsessed with it. And I thought, oh, that's what, I, you know, with my knee. How long have I had this thing on my knee? And I can't, it's... Yeah, I've but had, we all do that. Well, I don't know. I do it with my name. face. That's why I always, like, I'll have the tiniest, tiniest little look, spot. And I I'll, have all these, look at these all on my arms. Yeah. I've got these little, little pock marks almost. And I can't stop picking them. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's like a habit thing. Well, it's a disease. It's OCD, but is a, there's a name for it. But anyway, on the back of listening to the last podcast, Greg, who I would say is our one listener, uh, messaged me about that. He does a very similar thing in the car. Do you know what he does? No. As he's driving along. Yeah. It's the lamppost for him. Oh, I've done the lampposts. <laughs> what do you do? When you count how many lampposts you go in. A bit different with Greg. What Greg does yeah. is he tenses alternate buttocks. <laughs> Which uh, but is that because he's on a fitness thing? No, I don't know if it is. I think it's something he's done for a long time. I don't think there's a personal trainer who comes along and goes, No, 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 but you know, like, you to do? when they tell you, like, when they say to ladies about doing your pelvic floor, pelvic do floor. it anytime. I could be doing it now. You wouldn't know. Yeah. I am doing it now. Well, I'll sometimes, you know, like, tense one buttock yeah, and yeah, the yeah, other yeah. in time with the music. The, the perfect music for it is, duh. Yeah, yeah, but you can do it to any music, I would imagine. But Greg was really laughing about that when he messaged me about it because he said that's what he does. Yeah. Now imagine, because he's a pilot. Yeah. When he's on that airplane just before it takes off, and you know when they drop the hammer and it says whoosh just before it takes off. I wonder, um, wonder uh, what it is in the sky, though, because there's no lampposts in the sky. Yeah, but how many lampposts does he pass really fast? How quick can he do his buttocks? Well, like, maybe that's what the turbulence is. Little jackhammer. Today, speaking of turbulence, today, what is the weather like today? It's cold. It. I, I walked into school, it, it was really cold, and then there was just sand in your eyes, Horrible. up your nose. Well, the other day you sent me a message to work. It it was we've had rain, yeah, and then we had a bit of blue sky, and then it was we had a day that was a proper British day, really dark. All and you don't get this in Dubai, really cloudy and really dark all day long. No rain, yeah, but just ominous. Yeah, well, know, the, the dog and cat spin. will not get out of their beds. Yeah, and uh, you texted me at work, and we were like, you know, because we've talked about, hey, what would it be like if yeah, we were yeah. back in England? You were like, this is the kind of day I don't like. See, I I really struggle with dark gloomy days for me it, it genuinely like actually brings my mood down it depresses me yeah and you don't mind it. I, and i like the cooler weather here at the minute but the you know like you literally stood in one room and suddenly it gets darker mm. and i yeah it, i really don't I, I know there's again there's names for that isn't there when it makes you feel like that but, seasonal adjustment disorder sad yeah, yeah there's you're yeah, sad that one and the rest of it but it does affect me yeah but today there was the cloud warning yesterday, but today there's been a wind warning. And I'd seen it the day before, but you kind of take these things with a pinch of salt. Anyway, I go out to walk dog. 
It's always spooky walking dog anyway, because I walk dog before 6 a.m. It's dark here. Yeah. The palm trees were sideways. You know, like when all the fronds are going one yeah. way. Proper windy out there. The dog didn't know what day it was. The dog cocks its leg up and the wheeze like a boomerang. <laughs> you know, it's coming back under his leg. Um, so, yeah, it's very windy and it's continuing. And when you drive, when you live in a desert like we do, you sometimes forget you live in a desert because you're surrounded by skyscrapers and glitzy glam. Yeah. When it's like this, the desert moves back in. Yes, it does. And you're driving down the road and it's dancing on the street, isn't it? And as, oh. the, as the cars come past it, it gets whipped up. I find it beautiful. Yeah, but then you, for days, you're like, even in your house, you're walking on sand. sand and, you know, like when you go to the beach and you've got, got sand in all your... I talked about this many years ago on the radio about when you go out and you leave a window open. In England, it's like leaving the washing out when it rains. Yeah. You're out somewhere having a meal. It starts raining outside. You're like, oh, bloody washing's online. In Dubai, you leave a window open and you're out somewhere and there's a sandstorm. Yeah. And you come home and the ca- if it's yeah. a badden, there can be a centimetre of sand throughout the house. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. It's horrid. It's like, well, you get sand in your mouth. One of the worst. I've, I've still got it up my nose. Gritty sand. So, um, yeah, but we, we're surviving. Yep. It's nice. Uh, I interviewed James Blunt yesterday. You did. Which went online today. He's coming out here for his concert. It was a, I'll tell you what, once again, unplanned. Because when I get offered an interview with a celebrity, yeah, I panic some at rotten. You do get nervous. For I, do, I might not come across like that when I, once you see the video or something. Yeah. But pre. Yeah. I, especially if it's somebody I like, I can work myself into a right lava. Yeah, well, we're we're big uh, blunt fans in this house, aren't we? Oh, it's like Coldplay. I was talking to somebody about this earlier. It's ridiculous that there's so much vitriol against these people. James Blunt, to me, he's like David Gray. He's just like harmless acoustic guitar. And actually, when you dig into the songs, yeah, guys had a really interesting life. Yeah. People hate on him something rotten. I don't get, I ain't got time for that in my life. Well, he writes his own songs. He writes his own music. Yeah. And you, like you said, he's had, a, he's had an interesting life. And most of his songs are about his personal life. War. He's been at war. Yeah. A lot. It's a soldier. He's, but he's, he says in You're Beautiful, right, one of the lines in there says, the opening line says, my life is brilliant. And he, as you saw in the interview, yeah, he portrays that. He looks like a guy who's found the golden egg. Well, it, the, the, a few years back, I'm, I'm sure it was before he was married and had kids and stuff. He Remember, he was on like a boat full of beautiful women all around him and stuff like that. You know, he's had that kind of life. He's hung mm. out, he hangs out with the Royals and he hangs out with Ed Sheeran and, yeah. you know, he's got his own pub. He's got... Let me tell you, I would be very happy to be mates with James Blunt. Oh, me too. But, I love him. And and I don't fancy James Blunt. I'm not, he's, like, I know some women think he's hot and I, you know, but I, I love him. I think he's a really funny guy. Yeah, I'd be mates with him. Yeah. I'm hoping we can get backstage when he comes out, actually. But um, he's a, if you want to see the interview, by the way, I'll, I'll post a link to it in the podcast description. We had 15 minutes chatting on Zoom together. Uh, once I'd figured out how to get bloody Zoom working, but just so amiable. Yeah. You know, and his stories, he was repeating a lot of answers I'd heard him say to other people. He's plugging and stuff like that. But I reckon face to face, I could have had a really good chat on with him. Oh, I think, yeah, again, like, even though he's a posh boy, I reckon in a pub, having a drink, he'd be great laugh. So the interview came out of the blue. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to panic. Yep. I got on Zoom. I had a chat to him. Yeah. At the end of the interview, when we, I know my time's running out. Yeah. I said, James, I've got one more question for you. Go on. I said, I'm not going to put this on the radio. I'm going to put it on my podcast. Right? Okay. And I told him about mummy and daddy time and music yeah. during mummy and daddy time. Oh, which yeah. Which you and I discussed on the last podcast. Yeah. Right? That it's off-putting. That it's impossible to have on. Yeah. You know, I'm yet to find a genre, and it's not like I've been trying. I don't sit with one hand on you, one hand on Apple Music, you know. I wonder if Greg does the cheek cheek thing. The butt cheeks. Yeah, when, when he's <laughs> at it with music on. Well, maybe when he, if his wife wants him to up the tempo, she has two torches in each hand, and she flashes them really fast, back and forward. What, disco lights? <laughs> <laughs> Indicators in car. So I've got this clip, which you've not heard yet. You've heard the interview, haven't you? Yeah. But you've not heard the bonus question. I've not, no. And as as nobody. And I thought I'd save it for the podcast. So I'm going to play it now. Go on then. It's not great, but at least he tried. Oh. Yeah? Here we go. How old are you? How's your little one? And I have just, they're very little ones. They're, they're super small. Oh. So you're fine now. But when they get of an age and you need some mummy and daddy time, you have to go off into a room, close the door. I've got teenagers and a nine-year-old. And sometimes you have to put some distraction noise on. Do you understand? <laughs> so, I, think, I think I get what you're getting at. So I, the other day I put uh, MTV on or something like that, and my wife couldn't handle it. And she says, during that time, music cannot be played. So I want to ask you, I don't want to ask you if you do or don't use music, but you can answer. Um, is there a song that is a good mummy and daddy time song? Yeah, I mean, you can suggest one of yours or it could be, is there a song? Because I can't think of a song that would fit that situation. Because <laughs> if you put R&B on, it's too, you're trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I wrote your beautiful for. What else do you think the song is for? You know, it's has its highs and its lows. And then you leave them wanting more at the end. I'll never be with you. And then, you know, they're leaving wanting more. I often leave my <laughs> wife wanting more, James. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's still there, so something it must be working. Yeah, she's on my visa. Uh, <laughs> look, it's been absolutely great speaking to you, mate. It's one night only, the stars beneath my feet to a Coca-Cola arena, Saturday, 29th of January. Everyone's really excited to get you out here. Um, and have a think on that uh, bedroom song. And if you think of anything, you've got my number now. Let me Roger. I'll think about it. I'll send it over. <laughs> See you in Dubai very soon. Take care. Yeah, James. Bye. Lovely vlog. Yeah, good answer. Good answer. Well, it's the same one of your own songs, though. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't have much time to think. And uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like think, does it go up and down in your beautiful? Well, it picks up for chorus, doesn't it? Oh, it's very slow at beginning. Yeah, no, and then I'm trying to think of the, when it, yeah, I suppose it goes up a little bit. I wonder if it's too slow, though. I know. Because you don't want the prodigy, do you? you don't want it like smack me bitch up and stuff like that. <laughs> Too fast. Fire starter. Let's try it. Let's try I'm it. I'm beautiful. You're beautiful. Yeah. This, I, I, I don't know. The that, problem is, and I love him. We'd end up singing the song because you can't hear that song and not sing it. And I can't stop thinking of Rob Brydon, Uncle Bryn, in no, Gavin and Stacey. He did goodbye, my lover, didn't That's he? That's what I mean is, well... If we start, if we put your beautiful on, Laura, we might still be going when. <laughs> By the time it gets <laughs> goodbye, to goodbye, my, my lover comes on, if it's in the next couple of songs, of course. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, impossible not to sing. Yeah. So that's that. 
I have got a list. I don't, look, we've been going nearly 40 minutes now, so I don't know if I should do it today. I have got a playlist of what people consider to be the top songs okay. to have a little bump and grind to. You're going to save it for next time? Yeah, because, well, I want to go through them with yeah, you. Yeah, no, no. I want to play you the hooks and see what you think. Okay. Should we just do a special where I say them and you just instantly give me a yes, no, or maybe? Yeah, all right. It's, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to sit here and, and imagine, but we will give it a go. Is it now? Um, that's about all I've got, I think. So, sad day because of Meatloaf. Happy day because of James Blunt. Happy day because it's Friday and it's the weekend. Yes, it is. We're off to theme parks tomorrow for You've Got Work. I've got work at a massive theme park tomorrow. Yeah. Well, it's is it three theme parks? I hope the weather picks up. I'd... Yeah, well, it should be all right. And uh, you're going to come along? I'm going to take BP. Yeah. So I'll get to stand and watch you guys on roller coasters. And uh, there's oh, a... We finished Afterlife. Oh, let's mention that. I mean, that'll do for today's recommendation, Afterlife. Like it needs recommending. Ricky Gervais, Netflix. The story is that his wife died of cancer. Yeah. It's like Series 3? Series 3. He's never doing any more. Yeah. He's, he said this is the last one. And no spoilers... We've said, and I was talking to our friend Roger about this today, because he said he cried his eyes out watching it, uh, which he kind of preempted it. And I said to him, well, all of these series have been a bit slow. Yeah, I love, I love anything that Ricky does. And see, one of my favourites was Derek. And I, a lot of people didn't get on with Derek. Yeah, but we a lot loved, of people didn't watch it. No, and with Derek, every single episode, you were laughing your head off and then crying your eyes out. Like, literally, it, it was one of them. Well, that's what I said to Roger today. I said, like, you know, you get what he did at the end of Afterlife. Yeah. With no spoilers. Yeah. Every episode of Derek. Yes. As you said, in 30 minutes, yeah. he took you on the highs and lows. Yeah. And Which is a really clever thing to do in yeah. that short amount of time. Like films that make you do that. Films that make you laugh one minute and then next minute it's really emotional. I think really, really clever, well done films. And then to do that in, a, in an episode is amazing. But yeah, I think whilst I love Afterlife, it's this series, is every episode has been a bit samey. The last series was exactly the same. Yeah. I remember talking about it in the last series. And it's that thing of, I'm such a, we are such ricky fans yeah that i'll watch anything yeah even the films he's done which weren't brilliant i still love them because they've got him in yeah do you know what i think for me the bit i love about afterlife is actually his relationship with the dog because that's really good because he's such an animal lover in real life you watch him and i i have that thing of whether it's like the relationship is actually real you know like in real life i know obviously he's probably got a dog trainer there with him but he, because he's got that genuine love for them, it's it's nice to watch. There's a bit in it that, I mean, I was crying. Again, an episode and a half, I had tears in my eyes. Yeah. Roger said to me today when we were talking about it, he said, you know when you're crying, you, you want to wipe the tears away? He said, it feels cathartic because it's sad, but it's also filled with love. And yeah, you just want to let it out. It's cleansing. It's like your inside coming out your eyes. You know what I mean? And uh, the bit that really got me, because of Ricky's really strong beliefs. Yes, strong yes, I thought the same thing. That one bit there for yes. me spoke volumes to me because if he was the 
arsehole that some people think he is when he gets on that riff. Yeah. He wouldn't have done that. Well, again, I I I, I have very similar opinions to Ricky on that and on yeah. you know, and his animal love and his mm. beliefs. I have very similar opinions. So yeah, I thought exactly the same thing. Yeah. I know the part you're talking about, I thought, well done. And it struck me so much. Yeah. And and we watched it with um, Honey and BP, and BP like did that thing where you know you're laughing, crying yeah. at the end. Like she, she couldn't well, understand why she was crying so much. She's like, "Oh my goodness, TV's never done this to me before." And I think that's what Roger was talking about. She experienced that. It's almost like an ecstasy. She had that feeling of cleansing, of just being so affected by something. What isn't that magic? Yeah, yeah, and it was. So, Bless her. Like I wanted, I wanted to like cuddle her and laugh at her at the same time, yeah. like to bring her back. Because yeah, yeah, no, it was um, just brilliant. Yeah. But but it took four and a half episodes. There's nothing wrong with the first four and a half episodes. No, no, no. But they were. You could have watched series two for four episodes because it's just so similar. Yeah, and and oh, everybody in it we love. It's like it's all. It's that group of people that are in um, the Cockfields Afterlife. Um, There's people in it. I'll watch anything with them people in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. David Earl, Joe Wilkinson, uh, Diane Morgan, everybody who's in it. Uh, Tony Way, who's his big mate who takes his photos with him. I love that guy so much. Yeah. You know, you know the guy who's got the balding head and he was getting, you know, I don't know what to say. No, 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 the, the, his partner. Yeah, he takes... Uh, He's my favourite character in it. Such, and I've heard that guy in interview, and he's just the loveliest guy. Great casting. Yeah. And I'll watch anything with him. But like you said, it's just the... And the guy who's really annoying in it, the guy who's like the theatre director, the camp one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who was in that advert as Julius Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> He's the funniest guy. Yeah. No, so, great, great cast. Yeah, yeah, really... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of sad. I always feel like this about Ricky's stuff. I'm always sad when it finishes. I'm going to ask you a question. Go on. Joe Wilkinson or David L. I've, I know mine. I'll tell you what, for standout funniness, and he doesn't think this himself, David Earl is one of the funniest people I've ever seen in my life. Okay. I love Joe to bit. I love them both. You know, I listen to no, their no, podcast. No, no, I love them both. I love them both. I just didn't know, like, because they, they do so much together. Yeah. I, I didn't know if you had a favourite. Oh, I think I've got a favourite. It's, if you'd listen to that podcast like I have, they're really open about the feelings and I can see that they both struggle. Yeah. But I think Joe's got a better grip on it, his confidence. And David, he just hates himself at every turn. Right. And I think that comes out on screen. He always plays these characters who are really dark and they've yeah, got no, yeah. you know. But he's just, put it this way, the Derek outtakes in that caravan is the funniest outtakes oh, I've ever seen on yes. anything. I've forgotten ever. about how good he is in Derek. He's so good. He's better yeah. than, he's the best thing in Derek. And Joe, Joe Wilkinson turns up in Derek as his brother. Yes, he does. And he's funny when he turns up. But David Earl is a, uh, I said in Afterlife, David Earl, Ricky wasn't using him anywhere near enough. Well, uh, there you go. If you've, if you loved Afterlife, and I think a lot of people have watched Afterlife, it's, isn't it one of the most streamed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive. Um, anyway, if you've seen that, go back and watch Derek. Because we've got to, we've got to go back. So on many Derek. people haven't watched Derek, and it is just one of my favourite ever pieces of TV. Mm. 
And Kerry, Go- we didn't mention Kerry Godleyman, who in this plays Ricky's dead wife, who's yeah. in videos, who I have got a lot of, because she was brilliant yeah. in Derek. And I know that her and Ricky are really tight in real life. Yes. Just the bits that she does in this. But again, the laughter that she does, you know some of it will be real laughter. Oh, yeah. Oh, to be on that set. Yes. I, I don't know how they get out done. Because I, I would just be laughing my head off the whole time. Yeah. No, it's um, but yeah, go back and watch Derek. If you if you loved Afterlife, watch Derek. All right, we're going to go and have a weekend. We'll probably I don't mind trying to get another one in on Saturday. Might do a roving mics one you on mean Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Still haven't got the weekends right, have I? So, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Any feedback on anything? Uh, the email address we got an email because I don't. I've stopped putting the email in. Right. We got an email. Oh, I can't get the woman's name now. What her name? I think it was Bryony. Okay. She only just started listening to the podcast. Yeah. Loves it. Yeah. And he's now been listening to back episodes and stuff like that. But she had a bit of a pop. She's like, what really infuriates me, right? And I'm thinking, here we go. Oh, no. And she goes, when it gets to the end of the podcast, it starts playing an older one. It goes backwards instead of forwards. And I don't know why you do that. Why would you do that? Because then I'm listening to it and I'm like, I've heard him say this before, right? It's in Apple settings. It's not as... Oh, no, it it wouldn't be us. I, I, I wouldn't even know what that was. So I had to go in and have it. This is the service you get with me. Oh, so it, it's something that we've got set. No, 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 no. Oh, right. In your settings. On in your, your impersonal you, settings, yeah. You go into our page on yeah. wherever you listen to podcasts in, in Apple, click on the top right corner, go into settings. Yeah. And you can set your podcast to play oldest to newest or newest to oldest. Yeah. So who who do it backwards? No, no. What kind of freak? Like, Maybe it does it automatically if you don't. I don't, I don't think I've ever changed mine. Mine goes forward, so. I mean, imagine listening to this one now. And then listen to the next one, which yep. was the last one. And we start going, you know, when you're in the bedroom and you listen to it going, I don't know what you're going to say here. Yeah. Ridiculous. Well, I met up with somebody the other day, Richard, who we talk about quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Richard and Shelley. And uh, again, they listen a lot. And Richard was very excited because he didn't realise we'd done like three or four podcasts recently. He's like, whoa. He's like, I we thought I was off, up to date. We went off boil over yeah. Christmas, didn't we? So... So we're back on it, back on it now. It's nice to be doing it again. Right. We're going to go and have some weekend, but yeah, the email address is in the podcast description and the link to the James Blunt interviews in the podcast description as well. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll try and get another one in this weekend. Cool. See you later, everybody. Enjoy. Bye. The end. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.